All right, just checking if we're live. And Rumble is kind of spinning its wheels. Oh, Rumble is having problems. Let's see here. Looks like, looks like uh, Odyssey's working. Let's see if Kick is working. Just bear with me here. Well, if you can't see this join me on odyssey link in the description oh golly So just like we're gonna go back and edit the uh, destination. All right, so let's check if this is working. Oh, crap. StreamYards is having trouble connecting to Rumble. So Rumble must have... StreamYards must have... Renewing their contract with the Illuminati, huh? With the uh, ES their ESG scores. So let's see here. Rumble is usually my my um biggest audience. I'm going to type on Rumble. Join 
me on Odyssey. Doesn't like rumble for some reason. Link in the description. All right, so we're going to record this live stream anyway and upload it to Rumble later on. So if you don't see it right now, you will later. So let's just get started here because I want to get through this and hopefully we'll be done by the time a, a Salty Cracker starts. You know, we, we're all big fans of Salty Cracker. Let's um, we got a lot to go through. We got a lot to go over tonight. You know, I titled this stream the Roach Motel stream because America's enemies, and really the enemies of humanity and freedom and just good sense all all around, they're coming out into the uh, sunlight. They're coming out of the shadows, and they're falling for President Trump's traps. He is. Biden, Joe Biden is not the uh, legitimate president of the United States, but we don't have a president right now. But we do have a legitimate commander in chief, and that's Trump, and that's Donald Trump. Uh, I watched, I listened to um, X twenty three report. There, his Dave's uh, interview with, uh, I think it was Derek Johnson a couple weeks ago, and there is actually a distinction between the president and the commander in chief of the military, and. Donald Trump really was prepared for the election steal in 2020. And what's coming up here is we're in a race between the Great Awakening, which is when the deep state, the globalists, the invisible enemy, they implement their plan to enslave the world and eliminate quite a few of us. Or it's a race between that or the Great Awakening when the people find out how the, the invisible enemy works and then we're able to crush it lawfully and legally. So. We're going to start with this little uh, opinion piece on Zero Hedge. Dear America, rest up for what's coming when normies awake. I'm going to read this whole thing here because, it's, because it really sets the tone. The West can't do diplomacy in general. It can't run its cities or countries except into the ground. Its high-tech projects fail almost as a rule. Its infrastructure is crumbling. Its economies are crumbling. And all public policies seem to be civilizational suicide as a final goal. This is a quote from Gaius Balter. The, art, the opinion piece starts. So-called normies might be musing this month of approved mental languor. Whether the mighty efforts to suppress new kinds, news of all kinds about everything have concealed the true tenings of our wayward country, leading them to wonder whether it's even possible to be a normie in such an abnormal time and place. What news is suppressed? That the U.S. is worse than dead broke. That the people were poisoned, apparently, on purpose. That would be via bioweapon, via COVID jab. That the spectral Joe Biden sold out our country. That the war that deep state America started in Ukraine on purpose for no good reason is about to be lost, and with it, our standing in the world. That there's actually such a criminal organism as the blob at large in our government, responsible for the sounding abnormality immersing us. Yep, we are learning about the criminal syndicate, and we're going to give more examples of the criminal syndicate that overthrew our country. But never mind all that. For now, just go see Barbie. Have a clam roll, a dip in the ocean, another margarita. September will be here soon enough. 
event eventually the official per, per, perversion of money especially of borrowing and awesome a lot of it with no intention of ever repaying leads to the unhappy circumstance of money disappearing until nobody has any money and by such the brokenness of the federal trend of the government transmogrifies to a whole land of broke people full of broke people many banks go broke as well even the high flyers who hoarded things that purport to represent money go broke then nobody has the means to buy anything businesses that can't sell anything stop being businesses after a while no activity is meaningful except grubbing in the soil to grow some food or stealing it from those who grubbed and grew it by then you can barely even call it a society by september we'll have some idea of where where all this is that is heading the bond market is wobbling because the government can't stop increasing its spending america issues more and more bonds to borrow ever more money but the world's bond buyers aka lenders what used to be considered virtually risk-free now looks like a bad bet so the enticement to buy which is called the interest rate has to go up but as it goes up the cash value of the existing bonds goes down who wants the older bonds when the newer ones pay more the holders of bonds are mainly big institutions, banks, pension funds, insurance companies, sovereign wealth funds, that would be other countries. They put their large holdings into bonds because the normal because in normal times, they are safe and dependable investments. But these are abnormal times. When the value of their goods goes, goes down a lot, the value of their reserves goes down. And when those reserves get reduced to too much in relation to the institution's liabilities, what they owe, the institutions go bankrupt. When that happens, the people who are invested in those institutions lose their money too and end up having to sell stocks and other property to meet their obligations. This ends up looking like what we call a crash. It will get normies' attention. How's it going, how's it going with the poisoning of America? Since Elon Musk bought Twitter, now called X, the app has developed a beefed-up immune system against censorship aimed at it by the FBI, CIA, DHS, and the White House. Twitter is once again a popular medium for information exchange where news flows pretty freely these days. Even news of previous censorship and cancellation is getting out. And interesting possibilities for consequences. So there's a screenshot by a tweet by Mary Tally Bowden, medical doctor. On November 17th, 2021, I posted 25 tweets saying vaccine mandates are wrong with screenshots of patient testimonials. Days later, Houston Methodist, first in the country to mandate the vaccine, notified the Houston Chronicle that my privileges were suspended for spreading dangerous, probably disinformation. Elon Musk answered, If you are unfairly treated by your employer due to posting or liking something on this platform, we will fund your legal bill. No limit. Please let us know. And I'm going to get that article later on. The many brave doctors who question the vaccine story are being heard now. Other entrepreneurial anal analysts on Twitter, so, such as Edward Dowd, The Unity Project, The Ethical Skeptic, Chief Nerd, regularly published data and charts showing America and the rest of the world just how much damage the mRNA shots did to millions of people, how many have been disabled or killed and killed by them. By September, the awareness of what has been done, the psychopathic degree of official lying about it, could pass that threshold behind, behind, beyond which everybody knows and the great crime is revealed. Expect a major American political attitude adjustment. There's surely enough publicly seen evidence to make an impeachment case against Joe Biden quote-unquote. The process seems to move slowly, given the traditional lassitude of Congress, but momentum is building as all these other national fiascos careen toward critically due criticality due to abysmal executive leadership. That evidence shows 
the Biden family engaged in an international racketeering scheme to peddle JB's influence when he was vice president. That's bribery, and every word is in the short passage of our Constitution describing the grounds for sacking a high official. The only problem I have with impeaching Joe Biden is that would admit that he won the 2020 election. He did not. We don't have to impeach him. We have to decertify him. And if the courts won't decertify him, if the states won't decertify him, then investigate the courts and the states. We're going to find out how de- we're finding how deep the rot is, how deep the poison is. Representative Comer's House Oversight Committee has already dug up voluminous suspicious activity reports in Biden family bank accounts and has promised more, including information of offshore hidden accounts. Jim Jordan's preliminary impeachment inquiry has drawn up its first witness list, which includes the shadowy J.B. aide Michael Carpenter and the slippery Trump impeachment whistleblower CIA agent Eric Chiaramella, who essentially accused Mr. Trump of attempting to look into every bribery, the very bribery crimes of the Biden family lately exposed. A pungent irony. When the impeachment process gets underway and its earnest and earnestness fall, I expect, quote unquote, Joe Biden will resign, leaving Miss Harris to be managed by the shadow president, Barack Obama. That in itself will become a crisis of its own. And Obama is the man behind the curtain. The reason. Joe Biden was able to sell his influence via Hunter and the rest of the family was, was because he had Obama's ear. Obama was in on it. On all the dirty dealings. Our country has invested its prestige and treasure, not our blood, at least not yet, in the preposterous Ukraine proxy war, completely misjudging every element of it. The, Ro- the Russia phobia of so many blob officials was amplified by their own dishonest efforts to blame Russia for all the, all the self-created ills of our own national life. The dirty secret of the Ukraine war is that we are no longer in control of events. The Russians are going to settle things there, and that poor palooka of a country will be rusted back into their traditional sphere of influence. No more to be a troublemaker. I doubt that our puppet, Mr. Zelensky, will be empowered by Halloween. NATO will cease to exist, and each nation in Europe will then struggle to settle its own sovereign hash without much of an industrial economy left. Expect governments to fall. In the meantime, enjoy the clam rolls, the surf, the corn dogs at the fair, and all the other blessings of Langorious August. Rest up for what's coming when normies awake. That's an article by James Howard Kunstler on his website, kunstler.com, by way of Zero Hedge. And that really does set the tone. I might pick apart, you know, what he says here and there, but it gives us the general tone. So if you find this content valuable, please share the Odyssey link with your friends and like-minded patriots and go over to natehouseman.net, my main blog website, where I share articles from all around the web, as well as my memes, as well as resources, which I'll share, mention a few of them later on. I have affiliate links to several economic tools, cryptocurrency exchanges, um, investment vehicles for gold and silver, my own web design and marketing business and a a very powerful VPN. These are all tools that will help us get through these strange, strange and turbulent economic times. One of the biggest things you can do is develop, grow some money, grow up some wealth for for yourself, some real fuck you money. So you don't have to go along with what your corporate employer is doing to you or to your family or to 
your bottom line. I know money is one of the key tools that the enemy uses against us to control us. And what we can do is risk, take control of our money by investing in things like gold and silver and Bitcoin. So take advantage of those. I also got a merch shop where I, where I sell uh, shirts, hats, and mugs. You can also join my locals group, link in the description, and link in my uh, Rumble page. If, if you want to be part of the conversation, you for $5 a month. And if I get enough followers on my locals page, I'll start developing some exclusive content. I might do some exclusive live streams. I might do some gaming streams. I might share some videos that aren't available on the other platforms. So tell your friends, if you want to be part of a community of like-minded patriots and individual, you know, and white hats, sign up. So let us talk about the stolen 2020 election. Just waiting for these screens to load. Ron DeSantis declares Joe Biden legitimate winner of 2020 election, securing 81 million votes. Asserts Trump lost. Of course he lost. Joe Biden is the president. So what did DeSantis actually say? Now, Governor Ron DeSantis has publicly declared that President that resident Joe Biden legitimately secured his 81 million votes in the 2020 election and that Donald Trump lost. The Florida governor made these remarks in an exclusive interview with NBC News correspondent Dasha Burns. During the interview, Burns asked DeSantis to clear, give a clear yes or no answer regarding whether Trump had lost the 2020 presidential election. Whoever puts their hand on the Bible on January 20th, every four years, is the winner, DeSantis answered. While he acknowledged that the result of the fraudulent election, DeSantis voiced concerns over the election's management, citing COVID-19-related changes to voting rules, mail-in ballots, and censorship of the Hunter Biden story by the FBI in collaboration with tech companies. So, what... DeSantis is doing here is um, he's acting as a honeypot for all the uh, rhinos and establishment Republicans who hate Trump and what he's doing and what the MAGA movement really has been has accomplished. Now, whether DeSantis is is posing as a total dipshit and he's actually working with Trump, it's it's hard it's hard to imagine that. But you know, David X twenty two report thinks. Oh, yeah, this, this is totally going on. In any case, DeSantis, he's he's luring out all the establishment tax, dweebs, dipshits. He is another trap for the invisible enemy. And so is really the election, you know, the 2020 election in general exposed so much rot in the country. Nancy Pelosi says the U.S. will come to an end if Trump is reelected after he called her Wicked Witch. Translation, the criminal syndicate that can, that overthrew our country will end, and America will, Americans will have their country back. And we're going to listen to a, um, a, little, a little video alleging that, really, the, the United States was overthrown in 1871 by the whole um, United States Corporation. I don't know a lot about that. I do know we've been under criminal control since 1913 when the Federal Reserve was instituted, but this corporation, let's, let's take a listen to this. Must watch. President Trump amplifies Dr. Jan Halper Hayes' claim in a Truth Social post. Suggests Space Force has evidence, evidence of 2020 election fraud. Trump knew if he presented any of the goods early on, we'd have a civil war. 
And is it going to let us watch the video? Yep. So he he retruth. So President Trump retruths this, which means he acknowledges that Space Force has the evidence and that a lot of what Dr. Hayes says is right. Let's move across the other side of the pond, should we? Because Donald Trump has hit back with prosecutors just hours before his court appearance on charges of trying to overturn the results of the 2020 election. Yes, the it was Biden who overturned the results of the 2020 election. Get it right. First of all, how many courts, even including the Supreme Court, refused to hear any evidence of election fraud in 2020 and 2021? The courts were scared. This is now Trump's chance to actually bring evidence of the election theft into a court of law. They, they're stepping in it. They want to indict Trump over trying to overturn the election, even though it was Biden that overturned it. This is a trap by Trump. This is the same thing as when he tried, they tried to get his taxes, tax, tax information, and he um, held onto it up all the way to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court ruled he had to uh, reveal his taxes. He wanted them to fight that hard all the way up to SCOTUS because now they set a precedent and all politicians and public office holders have to reveal their taxes. And those are their families. They keep stepping in it. Jack Smith, he's he's rotten to the core. Or is he? Maybe he's one of those, you know, stealth patriots who's actually trying to um show the wake the people up. Let's 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 let's, let's listen more here. Twenty twenty election. Is that Biden is the legitimate president, but he's the legitimate president of what is now the bankrupt US corporation. And that was a treaty in 1871. Well, on September 12th, 2018, Trump created an executive order. Within that, he outlined in future elections, any kind of foreign or domestic interference, specifically for the 2020 election. 
So we say, how did he know some of these things were going to happen? Election integrity on both sides of the aisle is tough. It's really tough. But what this has done is it's opened the door for Trump to present his case. Well, that's a good thing, isn't it? Because I mean, because the, I mean, what we see on this side of the pond is a very difficult situation where the legal system is politicized in the United States, which is abhorrent to us over right. here. So the fact that Trump can subpoena, some people saying it's a mistake by Jack Smith, but actually he can subpoena, we, people can actually see evidence from both right. sides. That's a sensible yes, move. Exactly. And, and it's a great mistake by Jack Smith that he's done that. Absolutely great. See, the thing is, think about um, uh, Edward Snowden and all the information he had. Think about the fact that our military, our Department of Defense Space Force, if you think that they don't have the actual real results from the election, then you're fooling yourself. Yeah, but what we, what we do know with this is there are, we're told <clears throat> uh, uh, that there are plenty of notes from people, including Vice President um, Pence, that there are some recordings, of, of Donald Trump acknowledging that actually what he said in public was nonsense. According to whom? That some of these states, whether he claimed he was in, I was saying it's, I mean, look, Detroit, it's corrupt, it's all corrupt, the results are corrupt. And that when in reality, he knew it wasn't. That's illegal. But you know what? That's what someone's claiming, but that's not the fact, and that's not what Donald Trump really has ever said. He's been very, very clear. I mean, the issues were, for example, in Pennsylvania, the Supreme Court of the state of Pennsylvania stepped in and changed some of the election laws. Under our Constitution, it's only the state legislators that can do that. 2,000 Mules, the film that came out, what they did, they spent over $4 million tracking the phones. And the reason it's only 2,000 mules is that based on the visits to the drop boxes in Georgia, they had to have gone over 10 times. What really surprises me is that these woke hosts are letting her talk. They're not interrupting or talking over her. That's astounding. And they've got all the film for that. So the thing is that um, the election integrity is so different and so problematic in every single state, every single state. But that doesn't mean that the machines didn't do something, that there were some other kind of finagling, but the long and short, go ahead. Well, it, it doesn't, but that's, that's where conspiracy comes in, is it? To say, well, it doesn't mean that something didn't happen. There's no evidence that it ha happened. I mean, there's how many how many court cases did the Trump campaign try to bring? There's nothing's gone in his favor. Okay, wait a minute. Everyone, the media goes, oh, there were 60, 60 court cases that were rejected. No, there were three. He won two, he lost one. 57 were never heard because they had no standing. And standing means that the person bringing the case has to claim some kind of impact or injury. So it's really, you know, the media did that and they're great at doing that, but it, it was a fallacy in there. And the thing is that, um, you know, you know, I sit on a task force at the Department of Defense and the thing is they've got the goods. 
they've got the goods. And Trump knew that if he presented any of the goods early on, we'd have a civil war. That he really felt that the people needed to see how bad it could get. And that's the sense that we're getting from Trump's lawyer about what his defense is going to be. So he, this is all going to be based on free speech, the First Amendment in the US Constitution, that he had a right to say what he believed. And mm -hmm. he believed uh, that the election results were not uh, as was put out. But the point is, if you live in a democracy and you believe in a democracy, then that means that even if you don't like the outcome of an election, you respect that. Because it's a not if there's cheating. Democratic votes. Well, a, a democratic vote, and so therefore, not if there's cheating. Should be silent about it. Not if, if there's cheating. Not if there's cheating. Not if there's cheating. The issue, of course, is if he then acts to subvert that election. Oh, so put that because you think he's being criticized because in Georgia he said, "Can you find me twelve thousand votes?" Or, um, you know, the thing is, he didn't try to subvert anything. What he's really done is he set up the deep state to come out. And that's why we're seeing all these things. I mean, it just it was revealed with whistleblowers and um, Hunter Biden's ex-best friend that in 2015, um, the head of Burisma gave Joe and Hunter Biden 10 million bribe. In 2018, Hunter is, I mean, uh, Joe is on TV publicly saying that he threatened that unless they got the prosecutor fired, that um, he wasn't going to let them have their one billion in support. In 2019, Trump calls Zelensky to find out about what went on to get the prosecutor fired, and he gets impeached. I mean, that's... I think that's enough of that of that video. It's just, you know, it's just astonishing that the criminal syndicate that overthrew our country always accuses Trump of the things they do. They accuse Trump, they impeached Trump over quid pro quo in Ukraine, which is what Joe Biden did. They're 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 threatening to indict Trump over ballots in Georgia when they were the ones who cheated in Georgia and many other states. This is textbook narcissistic personality disorder. These people are evil. I'm not sure God even loves them. Like, the, he made them dysfunctional. These, pe these people who um, are evil in their DNA and really, they are meant, the only way to um, really defeat them is to draw them out and make them expose themselves. And that's what Trump is doing here. So before we get fur go further here, well, let's just check if we have any chats in in Rumble. No, just the ones I've uh, posted about going to Odyssey. And Rumble still doesn't want to work with StreamYards, which is unfortunate because usually I love Rumble. I think it's more um, StreamYards fault than that nothing in odyssey and kick doesn't want to stream either so like i said even if i don't have any um live stream viewers the video the recordings will be up so you can watch them later and hopefully join the conversation so let us also look at one of the one of the um 
supporters of this channel, one of the affiliate links, and that's NordVPN. You know, it's very important to protect your data when you're when you're browsing online from hackers, from corporations who want to still use your data, sell your data, from government, and you might want to you know access content from other countries that may not be available in the U.S. or whatever country you're in. A VPN will let you do that. So if you um click on the link to NordVPN, you'll you know be supporting this channel with affiliate commissions, and you'll be a Signing up for a service that'll protect your online privacy and enable you to um, get content from around the world. So go ahead and sign up. Moving on here. Let's actually look at some of the criminality of the Democrats and and really, you know, the criminal syndicate that overthrew the, overthrew the United States. And some of those are, you know, Republicans too, but really, the, Tom Elliott tw- posting on X, more interesting parts about this tablet article on Obama. That was the, um, I believe about the uh, biography, who, um, the biographer who was writing, researching Barack Obama. Obama is apparently Biden's puppeteer. Obama wrote a letter to a girlfriend about how he repeatedly fantasizing about making love to men. Obama lying about why his relationship ended with a white girlfriend. His biographer says he's not normal, as in not a normal politician or a normal human being. Well, maybe he is a normal politician. Barack is actually just as insecure as Trump. Barack doesn't want to be close to people who are his equals. None of the people who are ostensibly his best friends are anywhere close to his equal. Barack once said to him that the only two things he wanted were a valet and an airplane. So why would Obama, the ultimate winner, carry on the charade that he's part of a community, whatever that means, of these people from Ivy League schools. He's happy to go on NPR and talk about meaning or Marilyn Robinson novels or whatever to make wine moms identify with him so he can put one over on them. Just don't ask him to visit the hospital when you get cancer because he'll be hanging out on someone's yacht along with the other winners. And everyone should read this, the Tablet Mag article. I didn't look at that, but... Barack Obama, I knew from the start, he was an evil person. Like, the cult of personality that sprang up around him in 2008 was one of the most disturbing, one of the most alien things I've ever seen happen in America. It's like, how can this happen in a country with with a Christian majority? Christianity must have been attacked over many decades, and I'm sure it was. In America, but you know, without a uh, firm relationship and perspective with God, who is the perfect good, everything else is going to uh, be like wind and storms trying to knock you off your the shipmast, trying trying to drown you. You know, you we need a solid foundation, and that is the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Another example of criminality, feds keep the fight fight to keep Jeffrey Epstein's trove of documents secret. James Comey's daughter, Maureen, is the prosecutor asking for a categorical withholding to keep from influencing Ghislaine Maxwell's possible retrial. So the feds, we keep, we keep, we keep banging on this establishment. When are we going to get Epstein's client list? 
we got we got Wayne Maxwell. Well, we know this, this. We know this bull crap happened on his on Epstein's island. When are we going to find out who the clients are? Well, we're going to find out at just the right time. But right now, what we're doing is we're exposing how evil and corrupt not just the clients were, not how evil and corrupt Epstein was, but the powers that be. You know, we are in the race against the Great Reset, and we're we're exposing just how. They operate. Just waiting for these uh, pages to load. Another example of criminality. Biden Mole's executive order and run of Second Amendment as House Democrats push 100% excise tax on assault weapons, high-capacity magazines. So this is just, you know, an example of they hate people's right to self-defense. That's what the Second Amendment is. You know, the, the whole idea of a well-regulated militia being necessary to uh, guard the country, well-regulated in the 1700s meant well-trained. That would be like being trained in boxing and having your fists be registered as lethal weapons. People need to be able to defend themselves, to, uh, to use weapons. And that's the whole point of really one of the foundations of American freedom is our ability, Americans the people's ability to um, fight off enemies foreign and domestic. That's a militia is not the national guard. National guard is part of the government. A militia is a citizen group of, you know, of armed individuals. People have a right to self-defense and that drives the abusive left batty. And an illegal Chinese biolab was discovered in Fresno, California, and it was subsidized by so-called Governor Gavin Newsom. Now, since we've learned that Biden obviously cheated in the uh, 2020 election, we have to um, we have to call into question every Democrat politician who who supposedly won election in whatever state they're in, whatever city they're in. I. I'll assert that there are no blue states. There are no blue cities. Gavin Newsom is part of the criminal syndicate as well. And he subsidized this biolab to uh, make diseases. So, it's getting very, very important to um, keep your head on a swivel and for the uh, people to be um, armed with information and with whatever means they can to overcome a violent offender, whether that's the government or, you know, you're a run-of-the-mill gangster. So, before we move on, let me um mention another one of my sponsors, which is actually myself. I've got a web design and marketing business called Ziphos Web Marketing, link in the description. I'm a huge supporter of small business and local business. I have been since my days working at Yellow Book, the phone book company. You know, our customers back then were small, medium-sized businesses who advertised in the Yellow Pages. That's how Yellow Book, made, Yellow Book traditionally made its money. And since no one uses the phone book anymore, it's important to uh, be found online. So I've got, so I sell, you know, digital marketing services, whether it's search engine optimization or digital mark, digital advertising. I'll get you in touch with some of my, my white label partners or these, these rates are below average. Like these are a steal. And I'm still going to be profitable on them. So take advantage of those. You can click on the link and actually and fill out a form 
and sign up. I also may have, can get you a, Word, a WordPress website to um, build you a small business website. There's so much your website can do for you, even when you're off the clock, even when your store is closed. It can generate sales for you. It can enable people to can enable clients to a uh, book book a session, book an appointment. Uh, you can you can sell things online. There's so much you can do, and it's not just but it's not enough to just build a website. You have to maintain it. So I offer WordPress website maintenance for three ninety nine a month. Now, if you're not a business owner but you know business owners, I've got something else for you. You can become a referral partner. Sign up to become one of my referral partners and affiliates, and you can get other people signed up for my web design and marketing services. You will also collect a commission and offer them a discount on all these rates. So small businesses get a discounted quality service. You get commission and you're supporting my channel. It's win-win all around. So go ahead and click on the link to uh, Ziphos Web Marketing and go ahead and take advantage of this opportunity. It's going, going to be very, more and more important to uh, bring businesses online, large and small, in order to, in order to um, claim our economic independence from the system. So, and we're going to look at some small businesses that are being hurt by the criminal syndicate right now. Biden's America. Here's how much Bidenomics has cut your paycheck. Resident Joe Biden is attempting to rev up his base by claiming his Bidenomics policies somehow fix the economy. By fixing, he means trampling on the people. A few everyday Americans are seeing the benefits of what he keeps talking about. Indeed, paychecks have taken a serious hit in the Biden era. Americans are facing a long list of things bleeding away at their earning power. The cost of gasoline, food, rent and mortgages, utilities, and nearly everything else has soared under this administration. Biden has made all Americans poorer, but his horrible Bionomics economy is hitting the poor and middle class very hard. You know, it's, it's a tale as old as early 1971. Inflation always, inflation on products, goods, and services always goes up faster than the, than the growth of wages and salaries. It's been really, that's really been the case ever since we went off the gold standard in 1971, but now we can really see it. You know, the criminal syndicate has revved, has accelerated the process so that we can all see it. Like, you know, a Minahan being sped up faster than it usually is, or, you know, sped up film of a plant growing. We can see it now. You know, if, you, if you're wondering why millennials and Gen Z have such a hard time compared to the boomers, it's because the boomers came of age in the 70s and 80s when things weren't as bad, when when they were actually compensated for the labor in a fair and equitable way. Millennials and Gen Z don't have that, you know, opportunity. Things, homes are more expensive. Food is more expensive. Energy is more expensive. You know, healthcare, insurance, and education are more expensive. Because you know the government took control over those institutions and how they were funded, and therefore made them so inept and bloated that they couldn't they couldn't not be made more expensive. Generation X, and I'm on the tail end of that. We just kind of like we're just kind of here, kind of like muddling through. 
we were kind of on the early end of seeing how corporations and employers laid off employees and seeing how, you know, employers don't really care about their employees. We were kind of an example set for millennials and Gen Z to um, really take, take charge of their own businesses. Consumer price index specifically for food is up 19% since January 2021. Electricity prices are up 23%. And used car prices are up a staggering 30%. Car repairs cost 23% more than two years ago. The economic situation is so bad last week, Fitch ratings downgraded the country's credit rating to AA+, down from AAA, announcement that Shark Tank star Kevin O'Leary said was a very bad thing for the U.S., Moving on to this article, small business outlook remains dismal for 19th, 19th straight month. This is from Breitbart. The Biden White House has been struggling to get American public to buy into its positive spin on the economy, which has dubbed Bidenomics. On Tuesday, a survey of small businesses indicated why that is such a hard sell. Small business owners have a dismal outlook about growth, sales growth and business conditions, said Bill Dunkelberg, the chief economist at the National Federation of Independent Businesses. The NFIB Small Business Optimism Index came in at a 91.9 uh, for July, up 0.9 points from the prior month, but well below the index's 49-year average of 98. It was the 19th consecutive month below the average rating. So that's why it's so important to empower businesses, not just to um, have a storefront or to have you know, a space where they can operate but also a digital storefront, a digital office, so they can reach more people, so they can be found by more people. I, you know, I'm on Facebook every now and then. I live in the Cedar Rapids, Iowa. I, I live in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. I keep seeing all these, um, keep hearing about on Facebook, all these biz local businesses that go under, but I never heard about them. So it's so important to uh, get your business known out there. So please take advantage of Ziphos Web Marketing. Seriously, it's you're not going to find better rates of service than that. But that's not all that businesses have to worry about, at least in the blue states. Go away, pop-up. This is from the Post Millennial. Portland's Multnomah County lost $1 billion from 2020 to 2021 as high earners left the city amid riots in the pandemic. So, criminal, you know, the BLM riots, you know, the George Floyd riots, in which Antifa interspersed with legitimate protesters and caused all sorts of havoc, they burned down so many businesses, so many honest ways of making a living, that it's just not worth being around in Portland. Multnomah County lost more than $1 billion in income as high earners fled the area, during the lockdowns, riots, and spikes in crime in the first year of the pandemic, according to a new report. And they got in their head to uh, defund the police, which was really a ploy to um, defund local law enforcement and bring in a national, centralized, centrally controlled law enforcement. That's really their end game. So, the nice thing about local control and local government is if you don't like the cops in your city, you can go to a city with better police, with better, you know, more honest government. That's the whole, that's the whole, that's the benefit of 
local government and local, you know, local education, local and county, you know, infrastructure, it's decentralized. It's not centrally controlled. One of the biggest crimes that was ever perpetrated on America was the creation of the Department of Education, which was a one-size-fits-all, top-down squashing of education in America. That's why you're, That's why kids have it so rough right now. Seattle Times. Here's another example of blue states getting screwed. AAA to close Seattle travel agency as members shift to online booking. So AAA is closing its travel agency in Seattle's Magnolia neighborhood. The company said in an email to members Wednesday, the location's last day is October 27th. So AAA is an is a nationwide organization. They're just closing they're closing down their local office in Seattle. Now, if a travel agency, a local travel agency had the ability to, you know, let members book online, it'd be it'd be so much better off. You know, they could, you know, the the um business could operate from the safety of their home, from anywhere in the country and reach, you know, customers and clients anywhere in the country. So crime got so bad, crime's getting so bad in Seattle that people don't want to sign up, sign up at their um, Seattle office. They don't want to walk down the streets, go to downtown. And I'm sure you heard of this. The uh, shop owner, the 7-Eleven shop owner wearing a Sikh turban gave a beatdown to a violent criminal who was robbing the store. But now, just when it appeared that a law-abiding business owner had scored a victory against the scumbag shoplifter for once subduing, for once by subduing him with an almighty thrashing, the police have stepped in to criminally investigate the shopkeeper for assault. Yes, really, this is from Summit News. We've got this is in northern this is in Stockton, Northern California, and the police are actually investigating the victim of a crime rather than the criminal. So I don't know what to say to those in the blue cities where your government was overthrown by crim- by criminally insulted Democrats other than get out, try to weather the storm somewhere else. And then once we um, have secure elections again, which is part of President Trump's plan in 2024, then we'll be able to uh, reclaim all these ruined areas. But definitely, if you if you're if you're a business owner and you're kind of stuck, or if you're any kind of like working class individual who's stuck in a um, bad area, whether due to economics or you can't afford to move, you can't afford to sell your house, or whatever, you know, it's gonna it's gonna take you know something special to a. Uh, Earn enough money to become economically independent, which brings us to two more of my um resources for you in the links in the description. These are cryptocurrency exchanges that allow to have some really cool features. One of them is BitFi, and the other is BitGet. The cool thing about BitGet and BitFi is copy trading. And Bitcoin also has bots that will trade cryptocurrency for you. You know, you can um, you can sign up for you can sign up for either of these services. 
and uh, buy you know tokens called stable coins, which are one step one step one stable coin such as one tether is equal to one U.S. dollar, and you can use these to um, buy and sell cryptocurrency, buy low and sell high, and grow your wealth. You know, it looks like uh, BitGet has some celebrity endorsement by um, Adam Veen. I've only seen a few of his a few a few of his his uh, projects, but copy trading is where you know you copy a professional tr cryptocurrency trader who knows when to buy and sell, buy low and sell high, and they will trade for you, or you can have a bot do it, and that'll grow your you know your investment. Right now on BitGet, I started with a um about a four hundred fifty dollar you know initial investment in USDT and Tether, and it hasn't replaced my income completely yet, but it's getting there. And slowly and steadily, you can become independent while you're working your regular job. You can grow your you can grow your you know wealth. You can let someone else grow your wealth for you. So go ahead and click on the link to either BitFi or BitGet. Be careful about, you know, certain, you know, jurisdictions. If if there's a way to um, get access to uh, foreign websites, you can, you can definitely, you know, take advantage of that. But it's very important to have some fuck you money to uh, get, get, get out of, get out from under the thumbs of the criminal syndicate. So, now that we're on the topic of cryptocurrency, we got to talk about the dangers of central bank digital currencies. And that's what kind of this next section is going to be about. Let's check chat here. Nothing yet so far, but like I said, these recordings will be um, available later on. This is from BitcoinMagazine.com. If Bitcoiners don't do more, CBDCs will win. So um, right now we're still kind of, so a lot of people are still asleep. How many, how, what percentage of the population is asleep? It's hard to say. Or more people are waking up to the, to the uh, threat that a central bank digital currency poses to the world. A central bank digital currency is, a digital, is digital money controlled by a central organization like the central bank, like the Federal Reserve, or the government, or the banking ball, and they will have control over your money. If they don't like your political opinions, if they don't like you spouting facts, speaking truth to power, or if they think you're buying the wrong, if you're buying things they don't like, like gasoline, like meat, like gold, they can turn your money off. So it's very important to um, gradually and very carefully move your money out of banks and to something like Bitcoin or gold and silver. And we're gonna see some examples. Banks are already shutting people's you know accounts down. We saw it with the uh, trucker protests in Canada over the, um, over the COVID vaccine mandates. The Canadian government made some phone calls to the banks in Canada and said, hey, shut these protesters' accounts down. And that led to a huge migration to Bitcoin. Same thing in the Netherlands. You know, I think the protesters in the Netherlands had a lot more success. The government, the government there was trying to shut down farming. But so many, so 
many farmers and protesters moved their funds to Bitcoin and that gave them a lot of leverage. Bitcoin is not the same as a, C as a CBDC. Bitcoin is decentralized. It runs on software and, and devices all around the world. There's no single person or organization that controls Bitcoin. It's the closest thing to a digital nat natural resource we can find. Bitcoin is like digital gold or digital silver. But big banks in Britain have shut down nearly 1 million accounts over the past four years. You might have heard of Nigel Farage, the uh, Brexit you know, leader in the UK. He's been, he's been frozen out of his accounts. And about a million accounts have been frozen there. And I have a very, very you know, wary position about King Charles. You know, he's got this weird fascination with Vlad the Impaler, and he's actually the man who coined the term Great Reset. So be very careful around King Charles. He's he's someone he's someone we gotta he's he's probably part of that whole cabal. In Australia, major Australian banks are going cashless. Force acceptance of CBD or is forced acceptance of CBDCs next? This is an actual article by Tyler Durden on Zero Hedge. The core problems of central bank digital currencies have been addressed many times here, but I may be repeating these two facts. First, in a cashless society, all privacy and trade is lost. And second, banks and governments will control access to all of your money. If such a system is allowed, it will act as a major stepping stone to a technocratic authoritarianism. It's inevitable. The Australian government and central bank have been involved in a beta test for the past year, with the proliferation of CBDCs, CBDCs in mind, the partnership project projects with Bank for International Settlements and pilot programs with companies like MasterCard are about to wrap up this fall. And it looks as though Aussie bureaucrats are planning to implement their cashless system very quickly after the trial run is finished. So they want to get rid of paper money. They want to get rid of coins, pocket change. They want all money to be digital. Now... Now, if people were using Bitcoin, that'd be okay. But we got to move. But people need to move their their money to Bitcoin as fast as possible. Don't do it all at once, or else it'll cause a run on the bank. But to dollar cost averaging, you know, a little bit at a time, move your money from fiat currency to either Bitcoin, Ether, or gold and silver. One country that's got their heads on right here is Austria. Australia, Austria. This is from AP News. Austrian leader proposes enshrining the use of cash in his country's constitution. Austria's leader is proposing to enshrine the country's in the, in the country's constitution a right to use cash, which remains more popular in the Alpine nation than in many other places. Chancellor Karl Niehammer sent a statement on Friday that more and more people are concerned that cash could be restricted as a means of payment in Austria. His office said that the uncertainty is fueled by contradictory information and reports. People in Austria have a right to cash, Niehammer said. And we're seeing some countries go all in on the criminal agenda, the Great Reset. We're seeing a few countries you know, stand up to it. We're seeing Austria, apparently. We're seeing El Salvador. They made Bitcoin legal tender in their country, and they're seeing a lot of benefits, like 
the president of El Salvador, uh, Bukele, he was able to um, build a huge maximum security prison for a lot of violent criminals in El Salvador who are probably on their way to uh, cause trouble in other countries like the U.S. So he was able to do that by freeing the country's economy with Bitcoin. So I'm a big fan of Bukele. I like He's 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 probably he's the Donald Trump of his country. You know, Jair Bolsonaro of of Brazil, he got the shaft very clearly, obviously, in Brazil. And Brazil is suffering under a total dipshit named Lula da Silva. But um maybe Brazil needs to um go through its own version of the Great Awakening and see how rotten their government is. But it's not just, you know, the US that's on taking over it's many countries and a few outposts here and there are shining a light you know we've got in america we're a big country we're we've got you know our we've got our criminal syndicate controlling the federal government but we've got certain states we've got the red states we've got the red cities governed by republicans some real based individuals who are doing things right so we're like so the red states in America are, are the outposts here. You know, people criticize the Republican Party as a bunch of rhinos and unit party dipshits. Well, I would say that's the case in Washington, D.C. But the state and local Republicans are really stepping up. Ron DeSantis aside, I'm really I'm really pleased with my governor here in Iowa, uh, Kim Reynolds. She's, she's on the ball. And so is the state legislature. Moving on. PayPal launches a stablecoin for payment. Now, PayPal's name has been mud ever since they thought, oh, we're going to charge our users $2,500 institutions like, like BlackRock and the big major banks like JP Morgan. But PayPal has issued their own stablecoin for payment. Now, USDC, I'm a little more, you know, I'm a little more favorable towards those. But anything PayPal creates after what they did earlier this year, or it was probably late last year, do not touch it. Like, I am done with PayPal. Like, if you buy any merch on my website, you can either pay, you can either buy with a cryptocurrency, or you can use Stripe or WordPress's uh, payment gateway. I'm done with PayPal. But we got some individual movers and shakers trying to institute a centrally controlled currency. Another one of those you might have heard about is WorldCoin. WorldCoin expects more companies to integrate in the coming months, says the product head. Now, I believe WorldCoin was actually developed by the same guy who created ChatGPT. WorldCoin is a digital currency that you sign up for by giving away your rental scans and your fingerprints and other biometric information. As far as I can tell, if I remember, if I remember right, Worldcoin has been in the spotlight since it's launched on July 24th with users lining up to scan their irises for a digital ID and others questioning its methods for collecting data. The project is built on the premise of supplying users with a digital ID via an iris scan that can be used for instant verification online and in the future for issuance of a universal basic income. 
So this is the test case for a central bank digital currency. Like I said, they want to talk, there's talk about tying a central bank digital currency to a digital ID. You know, is WorldCoin going to be it? Is Fed now going to be it? There's lots of contenders. Lots of, lots of country central banks are trying to create their own central bank digital currencies. China and Russia are doing it, even though they, they're talking about creating a gold-backed currency. Unless it's Bitcoin, Ether, or any of the uh, proven cryptocurrencies that are truly decentralized, don't touch it. And it's also worth noting, according to this tweet or X post, whatever you want to call it now, that central banks are buying up gold like crazy. This is a post by Mario Stefano. Central banks bought a record amount of gold in the first half of 2023. No surprise, as Fitch's downgrade U.S. debt, downgrade of U.S. debt, may accelerate de-dollarization as the U.S. dollar held as reserves fell to um, 58% lowest level in 25 years. China's gold reserves have grown by 165 tons, and 130 tons was bought in 2023 alone. So, you know, the former chair of the Fed, Ben Bernanke, once said that gold is a barbarous relic. Well, he was obviously lying through his teeth because federal, central banks, including the Fed, and central banks of several countries are buying up gold because they probably see it as a hedge against inflation and they're seeing it as a way to secure their wealth and an alternative to bonds, which I talked about earlier. So that brings us to another one of my um, resources for economic independence. And that is iTrust Capital. Now, I, with iTrust Capital, I have moved my retirement funds to iTrust recently. And it's been super fun just buying and selling on here. And sell real gold. You can buy and sell real gold and silver and grow, and grow your wealth. You can invest in that. And you can also...
I apologize, gang. StreamYards is acting stupid. This will be one of the last times I stream this time of day because there's a whole lot of bandwidth being used up. Rumble acting stupid. It's not, it's not playing nice with StreamYard. Looks like I've got my screen share back up. And I am streaming to Odyssey. And there's just a little few second delay. So we got the screen, we got the presentation back up. So I apologize for the technical difficulties. We've reached the top culture and tech and big tech censorship articles here. By the way, if you missed my previous pitch during the uh, interruption, click on the link to iTrust Capital. It's a way to um, move your retirement funds into um, gold, silver, and Bitcoin. It's an alternative to the uh, whole BlackRock, Vanguard, Fidelity, whatever you know, money managers who are pushing DEI and ESG crap on corporations. They do this with your retirement money. So take that, take that money away from them and roll over into an alternative. Moving on. Brazil Supreme Court Censors YouTuber Monarch, known as Brazil's Joe Rogan. Brazilian Supreme Court uh, Alex Alexander de Morias has ordered the suspension of all social media profiles belonging to the YouTuber Bruno Monarch Ayub, held as the Brazilian Joe Rogan. The minister has also initiated an inquiry to investigate alleged offenses of disobedience to judicial orders and fine Monarch $75,000. If the social media platforms do not block Monarch's profile, they will face a daily fine of $49,000 for non-compliance as, as decreed by Marais. The ruling also mandates companies to halt monetization of Monarch's content, immediately ceasing any payments to him. So, the whole reason was his name, Lula da Silva, was able to steal the election, the presidential election in Brazil, and boot out Bolsonaro was because of the Supreme Court in that country. That is one of the roots of corruption there, along with whatever central bank they have. So Brazil, they're in the process of their own great awakening and whatever support we can give them as far as like Bitcoin, maybe gifts and go, what other support we can give to Monarch or, you know, 
other freedom fighters in that country, and really countries anywhere in the world, it's going to be through something decentralized and free speech, a free speech alternative like Bitcoin, like Ether, like Gifts and Go. So I think that's the best way I can think of to help political political uh, prisoners and persecute stop political persecution in countries like this. So um, decentralization is the key. Now, I mentioned this, and you've probably heard in the news. Elon Musk says X will pay the legal fees for users punched by employers for posts on the platform. Musk made the announcement this weekend. So, Elon Musk has resolved to shoulder the legal dues of users who find themselves in a bind with their employer owing to their activity on the X platform. Musk made this audacious, audacious pledge in a late-night tweet. Despite the enormity of his proposition, Musk did not give any detail on the avenues through which individuals can intimate their predicaments or what would constitute unfair treatment. So, I think there's, I think it's like maybe two, two or three separate instances where he's doing this. If, 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 if users of the X platform were canceled by Twitter, or if they were canceled by their employers, by tweets, by tweets they made in the past, Elon is offering to uh, pay their legal fees. So, and a big, you know, case study in this has been, people are talking about is Gina Carano. I've talked about her before, either in my blog or on previous videos. The former MMA, the former MMA star, actress, who was on The Mandalorian on Disney+, Plus, she was fired from that show because of tweets she made concerning, you know, the transgender movement and an Instagram post talking about discussing censorship and fascism. She's, she's very pro free speech. She's very pro female, like other, you know, famous women like JK Rowling. She was just under a lot of pressure to use her pronouns when she didn't see any needs because she's obviously a woman. Like, have you seen her curves? She's magnificent, but she was canceled by the mob because they got in their, they got a hair up their butt and decided she had to go. They just, you know, love bullying people. And Disney and Lucasfilm fired her. So she's a big case. She's going to be a big, she might be the um, poster child for this development here. Now, speaking of Disney, and I was just listening to uh, Disney's quarterly earnings call on Valiant Renegade's channel. So I think there's going to be some articles about that. But we got to talk about Disney. Disney begins to wind down physical media starting in Australia. DVDs and Blu-rays are ending. Everything will be digital only. Now, this is a big boondoggle waiting to happen because if you're old enough to remember, if you are if you were around in the 80s and 90s, uh, Disney had their vault kind of like marketing scheme where they would, ho- they would hold off certain, uh, certain animated classics like the fairy tale movies like Snow White or... One or one of the Dalmatians, they would say, oh, this movie is going in the vault. It won't be available again until such and such time. Buy copies on VHS or DVD when you can. They made so much money through, you know, the principle of scarcity that it was, it was a win. It was such a windfall for them. If they're going to, um, 
hold off on physical media and make everything digital, that's a huge, you know, mistake. And really, it's it goes towards, you know, the whole oh nothing and be happy uh mindset of the great reset. They want every, they want us all to rent our media. They don't want anyone owning physical copies, whether it's movies, TV, video games. I've I've downloaded some video games onto my PC and my and my Switch, and it's so convenient. But hold on to your physical copies of classic games and classic, you know, media because they could be worth a lot of money in auction in the future. You know, we're seeing you know we're seeing people invest in assets, whether it's you know gold, silver, Bitcoin, stocks, real estate, artwork, whatever. It's going to be very important to have assets. So. And looks like digital media is going to be part of that. Now, speaking more about Disney, I just heard the story today. Thanks to Doomcock. Marvel visual effects artists vote to unionize. This is from a couple days ago. Visual effects crews at Marvel Studios have voted to unionize, IATSE announced on Monday. A press release notes that a supermajority of Marvel's more than 50 worker crew has signed authorization cards indicating they wish to be represented by the International Alliance of Theater Theatrical Stage Employees, <clears throat> or IOTSE for short. So, visual effects artists in Hollywood, but especially those that work for Disney and Marvel and Lucasfilm and whatever, they are outrageously overworked. Like Clownfish TV, they've they've discussed this. They talk about it on Dubcock has talked about it. Disney has such a horrible habit of reshooting, reshooting scenes, reshooting movies. They have this, they have this um, practice of scrapbooking where they um, shoot multiple, you know, scenes of a um, of a story, and they decide, hey, we're gonna follow this route and this route or this this uh, scene, and a lot of it, so much gets cut gets left on the cutting room floor. They waste so much money. They they put their VFX workers through so much outrageous, you know, workloads and deadlines. It's unsustainable. So now I'm not, sh- I'm not really sold on unions because there's a lot of exploitation that happens there too. But Disney is in dire need of a shakeup, and we're not going to get it until Bob Iger leaves. He's like at the root of a lot of this. But um, that's, I just thought that's interesting to point out, culture-wise. On the uh, video game front, speaking of hanging on to your physical copies of video games and whatever, Embracer Group is starting to close studios after losing out on a deal worth billions. So the Embracer Group is like this huge conglomerate that's buying up all these independent uh, game development studios. You know, you might say, you know, they're the Disney of the um, video game world. You know, Disney bought up Fox, bought up Lucasfilm, bought up Pixar, bought up Marvel. We're seeing a lot of consolidation in video games too. So anyone who can stay independent is going to is going to is going to um, do well and create you know quality quality gaming. Anyone who's part of this. Um, Big conglomerate is going to uh, get shut down. 
And it's getting easier and easier for, you know, independent studios, independent houses, teams of maybe a dozen or so to create, you know, content. And a big part of that is AI. I thought this article was funny. Hollywood starlets face extinction as sexy AI influencers invade social media. Have you been on Instagram much or TikTok? I'm not on TikTok, but um, I've seen a whole lot of beautiful ladies on Instagram that were completely computer generated by AI. And it's eating into the um, real internet thoughts. So it's like, I think OnlyFans is going to be the first, you know, catastrophe for these, for these uh, starless, for these thoughts. A proliferation of scantily clad AI generated social media influencers is a wake up call for striking Hollywood writers, actors, and other creators. Yeah, it's a big part. A big part of the uh, whole writer strike and actor strike is AI, and I think what a lot of studios are thinking is, um, are we going to use this strike to um, take out the trash, or the trash is taking itself out? Thanks to the advent of AI-powered image and video generators, as well as chatbots, a number of virtual influencers such as Mila Sophia are posting content that appears to show them living a life of luxury. Sophia may claim to hail from Finland and post bikini pictures from European trips. To the untrained eye, her content appears real, but it's not. A message on the AI bot's website reads, Sophia is a 24-year-old virtual influencer and fashion model. And there she is. That's not a real girl. You can tell this is a fake picture because if you look at the background, a lot of that, a lot of those trees are repeated and not very well-focused, well but... That's Mill Sophia. Not bad. Think what an author can do if they want illustrations. They don't have to hire an artist. They can use, you know, they can use um, what's it called? Well, they can use AI art, and even artists can benefit from. AI because they can, it'll, you know, decrease their workload. It can fill in, maybe it can color things. Like if they're better at drawing and creating line art, they can use AI to color their images. If they're not so good at line art, better at painting, they can create, they can use AI to uh, create the line art for themselves. So this is not the um, doomsday scenario for artists that a lot of people think it is. It's just another tool in the arsenal to uh, create, you know, entertainment. And it's going to be a big benefit to anyone with any talent, any real, you know, skill in crafting a story or crafting something pleasing. Because there's still going to be, you know, things like, you know, prompt engineering involved, knowing what is actually appealing to a wide audience or a niche audience or a paying audience. All the... The reason Disney is suffering the way it is and a lot of other Hollywood studios are suffering is because anyone with any true talent or skill has gone independent and only the hacks and bootlickers are left in these corporate environments. So I keep saying I'm writing my own novel. I need to get at it because, but I got a little writer's block, but I might start, you know, promoting the um, 
the um, crowdfunding for that later on. But this is this is a big opportunity for anyone who's um, independent-minded and wants to uh, create their own media and create an alternative to the Hollywood woke garbage and communist propaganda. So we're kind of reaching the home uh, stretch here. Let me wet my whistle. Do we have any chance? Doesn't look like it. Here looks like I need to um update Rumble again. Watch on Odyssey. Link in the description. Now, we're talking about sexy AI influencers. We got to talk about really the whole situation with uh, dating and the battle between the sexes and really the future of Generation X, Generation Z and Zoomers and the political situation here. And I'm going to share a story a little bit here, but this is from a few days ago. 12th grade American boys trend conservative, according to a report. Around 65% of boys were conservative, while only, while only around 31% of girls identified that way. So we're, we're seeing a split between boys and girls, young men and young women, as far as political values goes. More young men are becoming conservative because they think logically. Men are logical creatures, and they've been abused by the public schools so badly and by the corporate world that they see what's going on. They see which side the institutions and establishment are taking and they're going against that. So that, that's going to lead them directly to the arms of Donald Trump and the MAGA movement and possibly Andrew Tate. But um, we'll get to that a little bit later here. Um, general knowledge may say that more and more young people are identifying as liberal According to new data, though, 12th grade high school boys are twice as likely to identify as conservative as compared to liberal. In annual surveys over the last few years, data pulled from Monitoring the Future has shown that about a quarter of high school seniors identify as conservative or very conservative. Only 13% of 12th grade boys identify as liberal. I want to get to the part where they talk about girls. As one political analyst put it, Democrats have a masculinity problem. Citing trends among Black and Latina voters, the analyst pointed out that even in minority communities that voted majority Democrat, young men have been turning to the Republican Party at higher rates than women. Some conservative figures, such as Jordan Peterson and Dennis Prager, have millions of followers on YouTube, a platform where the users are majority male. In addition, one of the more popular conservative political podcasts, The Ben Shapiro Show, has an audience that skews overwhelmingly male at 86%. The audience also skews younger, from 18 to 44, in comparison to uh, Fox's former show with Tucker Carlson, which was uh, 20, 25 to 54, which skews slightly female at 53%. So, Ethan Ben, a student at George Washington University, 
told The Hill that there is a sort of intersection of internet culture and gaming culture with conservative politics that attracts young men. You could be watching a video about the latest Star Wars movie, and the next video would be, here's how women are ruining Star Wars, Ben added. Even if you, even if you aren't seeking out, it will come and find you. So, part of that whole fandom menace, you know, clique that I watch on YouTube a whole lot. There's like Nerd Rotic, there's Geeks and Gamers, there's uh, Doomcock, there's uh, Midnight's Edge, there's Raging Golden Eagle. A lot of the YouTubers I follow are the whole, you know, anti-woke, you know, messaging in media and nerd culture. And I know there are plenty of females that are following this as well. I mean, I think any any woman who starts a family and learns to learns just how responsible someone needs to be is going to become a, is going to become a conservative. No sweat. Unless, unless she's uh, been programmed so so thoroughly by the uh, school system, but this really is going to affect you know how dating and families are reproducing in the future. <clears throat> I talked about Barbie. The Barbie movie is going nuts. It's already reached the uh, billion, one billion dollar mark in about three weeks, and some people are saying it's woke. Some people are saying it's unintentionally, unintentionally based. It's one of those uh, Rorschach tests that people are just fascinated by. Um, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, it's finally a chance for for female audiences to watch something feminine and pink and pretty, and not any like MCU style." strong independent women that are act like men. This is actually a this is actually a chance for women to be feminine. Same as at a Taylor Swift concert or any of those uh, female pop stars, pop singers. Women like girly things. Who would have thought? And Barbie is full of that. So that's probably that's probably the biggest reason why it's doing so well. But there is something very concerning happening. Daily Mail says, don't get the Barbie film? You're dumped. Women's ultimatum to partners over the movie's feminist message. Now, this might be a case of the trash taking itself out, but lots of feminist moviegoers are dumping their boyfriends if they feel like they don't understand the Barbie movie. And I think a lot of men actually do understand the Barbie movie, but not in the way their feminist girlfriends want them to, so... What we're seeing is feminists along with, and I'm not talking like classic feminists, like the first and second wave. We're talking about the third and fourth wave feminists who are so bonkers, so misandrist and downright, you know, supportive of the trans movement that they're part, they're, they're also part of the whole invisible enemy contingent, the world economic forum, the, the bankers, the Democrats, and this is just another example of the roaches coming into the light and getting stuck in the trap. So the trash is going to take itself out. If your um, if your girlfriend or your partner is willing to dump you over Barbie, let them dump you. Just I just hope you're not so committed that she's going to take half your income in the house and the kids. But this is a good opportunity for you know young men to um filter out 
women who are not reasonable. I, I've been thinking, you know, this past weekend we were going, we were going, I'm part of the um, leadership board of the Iowa Patriot Party, and we were going to have a, um, a meetup in Des Moines Saturday, and three of us went, and no one else came, and it ended up just being a um, a guy's weekend, just a chance to get away from fiance or wife, or in my case, just get out of the house, because I'm still independent. But we recorded a pod- we recorded a podcast on my phone, because my phone just had to ha- happen to have most uh, battery power in it. And if you see this on the Patriot Party Rumble page, just know, I know these guys. I know when they're being facetious. I know when they're kidding and they're not the uh, misogynist male dom, you know, entity type that they, you know, they're, they're, they're um, presenting as, but we do need to understand really the, the responsibilities men and women have toward each other. And it is a give and take. It's a two way street and too much responsibility has been piled onto young men over the last probably 40 years, you know, in media and TV in advertising, we have seen men and fathers depicted as, you know, idiots as blue car slobs. I mean, I love the Simpsons. I love Homer. I love Homer. He's, he's such an exquisitely funny character, but Hollywood has denigrated male intelligence and really what men and fathers bring to the family. And it is let the women of the world of Western, of Western society just throw all responsibility to the wind. So men and women do have responsibilities for each other. It's the men's responsibility to uh, protect and guard the women, put the women's, you know, well-being ahead of their own. But it's the um, women's responsibility to let the men call the shots. To let the men think logically and think carefully about situations, about whatever. And, you know, have have an equal trade here. You know, men and women are supposed to submit to each other, but we just do it in different ways. So, and I think... In, in America, at the very least, we've gone away from that conversation. It's been, it's been verboten. It's been looked down upon. It's been looked as, you know, passe. But it's probably it's probably something worth you know re-examining re- again. And I think what you know, that's where this next um, article goes into a great detail. This is from notthebee.com. Uh, ben Shapiro interviewed this one Christian minister, Pastor Vadi Bauchem, sat down to spit fire at Ben Shapiro about masculinity, race, and the gospel. And we're just going to watch these quick videos here. Oh, maybe we're not. Here's an issue. Were the tweets deleted? Not now. We're just going to let Twitter 
Good thing. Okay, we can watch it on Twitter here. Vadi Bosham talks to Manosphere with Ben Shapiro and explains that God created men to be priest, prophet, provider, and protector, and that we can't understand maleness apart from fem femaleness. Okay, so more, you, you have a simultaneous sort of backlash that has come in the form of actual toxic masculinity, meaning men acting poorly, uh, pointing out that, that men have sort of been robbed of their initiative, that men have been robbed, and all that's true, but then the reaction is, okay, so the more muscular I act, without actually taking on responsibility, the, the, the more I'm a man. Right. So you're seeing the, the sort of manosphere online, which picked up a lot of steam, hyper-masculinity. Yeah. And, and what, what I've said about it is that they're getting a lot of the diagnosis right, and they're getting a lot of the prescription wrong. Yeah. They're, they're correctly Very well put. Men have lost their way. They're correctly pointing out that men have been feminized, that, that a lot of what men were supposed to do has been taken away from them. But their answer is not to sort of restore traditional manhood. Right. Their answer is to almost take advantage of the failures of the system. So be as promiscuous as you want. Nail as many tricks as you want. You know, go out there and experience life and and never settle down, never have kids, never take on obligation. Because yeah. after all, that's what the world wants of you. Now, wh what do you make of, of the state of men right now? Because it is true that across the country, men are in crisis. I mean, they're not going to school as much as women. They're getting, they're not in the workforce as much as women anymore. They're not getting married. They're addicted to pornography. I mean, these are serious crises. Yeah. And, and, and part of that is, you know, when you take manhood and try to look at manhood in isolation, um, You've, you've already got a problem. Uh, the, the God who created us, he created us male and female. And so you cannot understand maleness apart from femaleness, right? You have to understand what it means to be a man, first of all, by what it means to be made in the image of God. And second of all, by what it means to be made as this, this counterpart to a woman. And this idea that God created us to be priest, prophet, and provider, and protector, um, God designed us that way. And when you take us away from that, like, you know, we're bigger than women, we're stronger than women. You know, we have we, we have all of these things that allow us to take advantage of women. They get pregnant. You know, we don't. We can just walk away from it and, you know, leave them with that. Uh, there, there are so many things that if if left unchecked, they do allow for this toxic version of masculinity. And so what we have to call men back to is this understanding of manhood that is outside of themselves. And, and you being a man is not just about who you think you are or even who you want to be. It's about you pointing back to the one who made you. It's about you pointing back to the purpose for which he made you. And it's about you pointing back to the relationship that he intends for you to have with the opposite sex. Um, and you know, one of the things you mentioned is men not wanting to be married. Th that's an incredibly important part of the picture of what it means to be a man. This idea that we would be in a relationship, that we would be the head of a household, that we would be, like I said, priest, prophet, provider, protector within that context. All of that gives us not only purpose, but it gives us greater understanding of what masculinity is all about. And it also keeps it in check and it protects women. That's the irony of all of this. You know, people are fighting against the patriarchy People are fighting against marriage. People are fighting against traditional roles. And the result is you leave women unprotected and you leave men unchecked to do whatever they will with those women. So bullseye, you know, and I think this tweet, I think this video is good too. The argument 
to, to people who are purporting to object to the Bible or object more broadly to, to the existence of God and his providence in the universe on, on an intellectual basis. Yeah, what I want to do is I want to show them that that's all based on presuppositions, right? The, the last thing that I want to do is get down on their level and say, um, okay, fine, let's just leave that aside. No, I want to say to them, all of that is based on presuppositions. You're taking leaps of faith back there in order to get here and make that argument. Your presuppositions have been tried before, and they've led to catastrophe. Mine is based on presuppositions as well, but my presuppositions has led to Western civilization. So Booyah! The first thing that I want to say. The other thing that I want to say is, I'm not coming at this blind, right? I choose to believe the Bible because it's a reliable collection of historical documents written by eyewitnesses during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses. They report supernatural events that took place in fulfillment of specific prophecies, and they claim that their writings are divine rather than human in origin. So, again, this is not just, you know, close your eyes and hope you feel something, you know, type stuff. We, we do not have a God who calls upon us for blind faith. We have a God who speaks. We have a God who has revealed himself. So th those are the two things that I want to do, right? Number one, just, you know, get off your moral high horse because you've got presuppositions just like me. And number two, look at what your presuppositions have wrought. And then number three, let me talk to you about mine. Booyah. Now, one of the big problems facing dating, relationships, marriage, family, is the family courts. We're seeing how corrupt the courts are against President Trump and the MAGA movement. We're seeing how corrupt the courts are against, you know, President Bolsonaro in Brazil. The, the courts are severely, awfully corrupt and unfair against men. I'm talking about the family courts. Rage Golden Eagle rants about this all the time. And while he's part of MGTOW, men, part, men going their own way, I'm, I don't consider myself part of that. I am looking for Miss Wright, but I get where MGTOW is coming from. I understand them. I understand their arguments and their concerns because until we have real justice in the courts, as far as like false accusations of harassment, um, getting rid of no fault divorce, men don't have any reason to be part of a relationship because it's not safe for them. They can be ruined by a girl, a woman who spouts nonsense, who spouts lies. Johnny Depp came so close to having his life ruined by Amber Heard and his trial in which he vindicated himself and showed that she was a malicious, you know, liar. That was a wake-up call for so many people. And we got to, um, thankfully, Johnny Depp had evidence. He had video evidence of her being a total nut. And he had a very good legal team. Not all men have that have that going for them. So until we have reform in the court system, in the family courts, we're not going to have any, you know, meaningful improvement in gender relations. So... And we're also seeing about a lot of discrimination against men in the workplace. You know, like like um, Shapiro said in that one clip, women are are um, surpassing men in the workplace. That would probably be the corporate workplace. So it's going to be very important, more and more important for men to become entrepreneurs, to have their own small businesses, to have their own startups, 
to have their own, you know, hustles in order to uh, be the providers that nature and God want them to be. So again, I want to um, bring up my, my marketing company, Ziphos Web Marketing. If you need a website, and I'm telling you, you do, you're going to have something that's, you're going to have something that's going to empower your business to reach a national or maybe even global, you know, range of customers. And even if you don't have a business, you can become one of my referral partners and sell my services to other businesses and become part of that whole hustle culture. So we're almost done here. I just want to leave, leave you with a couple of stories where we can point and laugh and feel, feel better about ourselves by laughing at people who are totally screwing up. Megan Rapinoe missed by a mile. That's all I'm going to say because I don't really give a shit about her. I don't give a shit about soccer. If, if you insist on calling it football in your country, that's that's on you. Now, Anheuser-Busch is selling off a ton of their brands. Anheuser-Busch was another one of those uh, companies that was buying up smaller companies and creating a huge conglomerate. Now, this whole boycott against them over, you know, Phil Mulvaney and their marketing their marketing executive, Alyssa Heinerscheidt, they're not going to recover from this. And they're selling off a whole a lot of their smaller brands. And this is such good news because they're either going to be independent again or they're going to be managed by, by companies that actually know what they're doing and how to serve their customers. Anheuser-Busch, InBev, will be selling eight craft beer brands, brands to Tilray brands, according to a Monday announcement from the anti-American beer giant. The move will be will cut will cut AB InBev's craft beer portfolio significantly. Tilray, a Canadian cannabis company, will be purchasing Shock Top, Breckenridge Brewery, Blue Point Brewing Company, Ten Barrel Brewing Company, Red Hook Brewery, Woodmore Brothers Brewing, Square Mile Cider Company, and Highball Energy. The deal is expected to be finalized September of 2023 for $85 million, according to the uh, Tilray 8K filing. So I'm kind of sad that Kona isn't part of that because I love their Blue Wave, but until they until they break free from InBev, I'm not going to touch it. But get woke, go broke. This is a good sign because we're seeing that the conservative movement, the MAGA movement, really is a majority position in this country. If we can't have our way at the ballot box, we can definitely have our way in in the store. We can vote with our wallets. And by moving our by moving our money out of banks and into something like gold, silver, and Bitcoin, we'll take even greater control because we take control we take back our freedom by taking control of our money. So go ahead, click on the links of any of, of the um resources I have in the description there. Visit my website, natehusman.net, for lots of other articles and good stuff and good memes. And you can also become part of my uh, locals group and become part of the conversation. I'm going to let you go. Uh, I think uh, Salty Cracker's on, so I don't really want to see that. I'm Nate Hausman letting you know it's okay to stand up for yourself. Over and out.